Praise God. Well, I want to talk today. Uh, we've been talking a little bit about the weapons that we have. And I'm, man, I've been thinking about this for us as a church body. You know, you don't just uh, send your kid out in the, into the woods and say, go shoot something for dinner. You know, you, you, you train them, you, you give them some tools and, you, and, and, and for them to be protected. My brother up in Colorado, he just told me this last week. He said, I was up uh, um, walking up this trail. There's this trail that goes up from my parents' house. It's real steep. It's, it's good exercise. And it's, it's like a Jeep trail, so it's a little bit rough. And man, um, it's kind of a challenge. I enjoy just being challenged by it, going doing it. And my brother said he's going up this. This was right... He just had an operation this week, and it was right before he got his operation even. He was up, up there uh, tackling this trail, and, and he hears some, hears some, uh, some rustling in the bushes, and he thinks it's a deer because there's a lot of deer up there, and he thinks it's a deer, and, he, and the thing is with deer, when they, when they rustle in bushes, it's usually brief, and they move on, you know. Yeah. My dad always called it pliff, pliff. You know, they, they do their, their little, their little dwingy thing, you know, and they go off. Well, the, 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 the rustling didn't move off real quick. And all of a sudden, he said about 15 yards from him, maybe he said, he said it was probably closer than that, he said it was a bear. A bear is out there. And they actually take a bear spray when they go on these walks, you know, because... Uh, um, because there's bear there. <laughs> but he said they just got a new one. And um, he didn't know how to use that thing. And he, and he said, so I just started barking right about of my spirit. I just started barking. <laughs> it was the Holy Ghost. It was a Holy Ghost bark. Just came right, right up out of him. And, and that bear ran away. Aren't you glad he had a Holy Ghost bark? Because sometimes the tools we think we have, we don't know how to use them. <laughs> you know, <it's> like, <laughs> but we better have the weapons we need and know how to use them, right? Because <laughs> the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, but they're mighty through God to pull down strongholds. And we have strongholds. We don't claim them. We don't say, that's my stronghold. I'm going to keep it. But there's strongholds that come. <laughs> and where are these strongholds for the most part? You know, so much of the time, we want to label things that are carnal around us as attacks from the enemy. And it's kind of like this lady was saying that this coming. Kim, you know, life happens. Bears come out of the woods, you know. But... uh where is the main challenge? It's, it's up here, isn't it? This, this, is, this is where the, the main battle is. It's, it's in the mind. And so we have tools, and we've been looking at some of these tools that, that we, can, we can utilize. And if we're not utilizing these, <laughs> we're, gonna, we're getting beat up. And, and sometimes we don't even realize we're getting beat up. But our wife pushes us down, and all of a sudden we have a... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Got to make sure you get the white, right wife so she takes good care of you. But, uh, but, but we, we have to know what our weapons are and how to utilize them. And man, I was seeing something here today that we're going to look at that it, it's, a, it's a cool weapon. You know, um, down where 
<laughs> where we were with Buddy. Um, we were out there fishing in this one spot, and man, those weren't F-22s, though, were they? I don't know. There was a bunch of these fighter jets just taking off and touching and going. Man, those things are loud. And um, and the thing about, I don't understand it, but they have these weapons now that are stealth weapons. And what they are is is they hit you before you know they're coming. <laughs> they're prepared to penetrate your space before you even know it's coming. And so, so, so there's, this, there's this weapon that I see that we can utilize, that, that God has utilized with us, that it's, 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 it's not so obvious, but man, it is one of our most powerful weapons we can, we can use. And so um, I'm excited about this one. And it's, it's one we have to be continually operating and we continually be using this uh, because it's one of the ones that is, is the biggest strongholds that wants to take our minds. And, and uh, so I'm calling this, it's the stealth weapon and it's forgiveness. Because you don't even see it coming. Somebody might not even know you're using it, but it's effective. It tears down an ability to get into strife, and it's forgiveness. Amen. And this world right now, I mean, we just as humans, we're we're naturally, man. We're gonna this. This will really be good. But we are naturally on the opposite side of forgiveness most of the time. We're looking for things that are wrong all the time, and we want to hold a grudge against somebody that's wrong. You know, man. I, I've got an app. I got the Fox app. I, I just admit it. Okay, I got the Fox because I don't watch anything hardly anymore because I can't stand everything's about what's wrong with somebody. You know what I mean? It's like, and, and, and in the app, everything is some weird stuff going on that somebody is this and somebody's that and somebody's accusing somebody of this. And, and and it's a strategy to cause division. Yeah, it is. <laughs> And to take us out of one nation under God and to cause us to be divided nation ready to be taken over, you know, (laughs) right? Right. And again, such a blatant uh, uh, example of of what this thing is and it's unforgiveness. It's an inability to let somebody be wrong without labeling them and condemning them for it, right? Right? And we've been given something in our relationship with God that he doesn't take lightly. God stealthily, before we even knew it, while we're in the midst of being bad, forgave. Before we did anything, right? Forgave. It's his most powerful thing that he's done in our lives is forgive us because we deserve to be lynched. We deserve to be to be burned. We 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 deserve to die. And it doesn't matter how ba- how bad we've been. Yeah, you know, if we've erred in one area, we've messed up on the whole. We don't deserve anything. Right? 
So I want to talk about forgiveness today because um, it's not something that we just, you know, sometimes we just tell people just forgive. Well, what is it? And, and, and really, if, if it's such a powerful thing, there's going to have to be some understanding about it. More than bear spray, you know? Sometimes we just tell people to forgive. We don't even tell them how to take the top off the bottle, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? And, they, and the bear's coming at them and they say, I, I forgive you, I forgive you. And it's like, you don't either. You don't, <laughs> you don't, you don't have any idea what it means, right? Okay. We have so many opportunities to either be overcome by condemnation or to use a tool of forgiveness and to be effective. Right. Let's look at Romans 3.23 because um, I, I, I think for forgiveness to come out of us, there has to be this, this magnifying of an awareness. And I've, I've spoken to it already that I need it. Anybody here need forgiveness? <laughs> I, think, I think this, like, to, to become a forgiver, you have to become, uh, the need for forgiveness for you is contingent upon that. It actually determines how good of a forgiver you're going to be by how much you receive forgiveness. Okay. And we'll get into this, but let's look at Romans 3, 23 and 24. For everyone has sinned. And you know, here, here's the thing we have to be careful about because how many have been forgiven? We've all been forgiven. We've all, you know, already said that. It's God's stealth weapon. He forgave us before we said, before we even acknowledged him. He, he's forgiven us. But the, we still have an enemy. What is the enemy? He's wanting to still give us condemnation. And you know where he'll do it the, the most? is <laughs> through somebody else. And if we're not careful, we can be forgiven ourselves and still be condemning somebody else. What's coming out of our mouth about somebody? <laughs> what are we experiencing? And how is that being, how is it affecting them? There should be inside of us this understanding that everybody's messed up. And I am going to stand up and be the one that says, I'm the most. Didn't, Paul said that, didn't he? He said, I, I'm, the, I'm the least. I'm the one that needs this the most. So, man, this, this is critical to get started in this, right? We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God, in his grace, freely makes us right in his sight. Isn't that cool? Right in the middle of our being the reason why nobody should forgive us. You know, and here's a wonderful thing about this because I don't know about you, but sometimes in my need for forgiveness, I cannot forgive myself. And I can, under, I can, I can say, I don't even understand how anybody can forgive me, so I just feel bad about myself before they even, you know what I mean? It's like you, you, you think you, you actually impose your own feelings on how you think somebody else is feeling about you. Is that weird or what? I, I, is this right? Or is this just me being weird in front of, right? 
But how powerful that is, even though I've been forgiven, even though God's already done this, this is still a battle, right? This is still the enemy's doing these things, right? He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. When did he do this? 2,000 years ago, and yet we're dealing with it right now. When did I get saved? <laughs> well... I can't tell you the exact time because my sisters were all doing all this kind of stuff and we just all kind of, I didn't do it at one time, but I must have been about five. So I'll let you do the calculations. Um, but today, I still have to access what he's done for me 2,000 years ago because my enemy's trying to tell me something else. Amen. And so I have to access that by faith. I have to access that forgiveness that I've received, right? And there's this need to say, I am desperate for this myself, right? So there's a necessity, though. This isn't just optional. It's not just about us. There's consequences for not doing this before God. Life itself is going to be damaging, if, if, we don't, if we don't develop this. But before God, God does not take this lightly. He says, I've, I've done so much to forgive you of your sins. I'm not going to take it lightly if you don't go and do likewise. I'm expecting the same from you. Let's look at Matthew 6, 14. The necessity of forgiveness is to receive. We must give. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. Huh. I thought we would have already been forgiven. Before it to be utilized, for it to be effective in my life, the weapon he's already used for me, I have to, it's activated in me, not just when I receive it, but when I give it. Right? But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. Well, what about grace? Well, what about, well, when you receive grace, when you legitimately receive grace, you're not just going to be babbling on about other people and what you can do and get by. You didn't just get by with something. When you legitimately receive grace, it changes who you are. And you can no longer walk in unforgiveness. This is why it's so important to get this part first. It's kind of like Hunter was talking about on, on Wednesday. So important to know God first, Right? So when it comes to forgiveness, we don't tell people just to forgive. No, you have to receive first. Because you can't forgive until your nature is just ensconced in the nature of Christ. Amen? And we can live in this world, and even though we've been born again, we can take on that, that nature that is not godly. And it's evidenced as soon as we're not forgiving. You see how critical it is? I mean, this is critical. It says, your father won't forgive you. Huh. <laughs> so so the, 
That was a little bit too long of a pause. <laughs> but it got you to thinking, right? Okay. <laughs> Were you wondering what I was thinking? <laughs> All right. <laughs> so what is he talking about with this? So, and I think it's very important that we look. Amen. If, if he says, I'm not going to forgive you, what's he talking about? Okay, let's keep going. Uh, remember, Jesus gives this example, and, and it's such a great one, how he considers what we've been given in Christ and how there's an obligation on our part to reciprocate. Uh, so here's the parable, and you guys have heard this, but let me just uh, share it as if you haven't. And I might put a couple pauses in there just for... <laughs> So remember, there's, there's this servant that, that his master is going through his accounts and he's finding out this servant owes him like a thousand talents or something. He's like a whole bunch of money. And he goes to the servant and he says, you have to pay me. And the, and the servant says, oh, please forgive me and I'll pay it back. Please forgive me and I'll, I'll pay it back. And the master says, okay, um, I'll forgive you. And what did he do? He, he let him be free from that debt. He let him be free from that. What does that servant do immediately? He goes out and he finds somebody that owes him like five talents. And, and he puts him in prison and, and tortures him, right? And starts being really mean to him. And the master finds out about that and he does not like that, right? And he puts him into prison. He says, I forgave you. How can you not forgive? I forgave you a whole bunch and you can't forgive just a little bit? You know what? I think as great as the, as the mercy and, and, the, and the grace of God is, he's still the same God when Jesus was talking right here as when Jesus went to the cross and rose from the grave. Things haven't changed. He's still the same God. He still does not like it when he goes to pay such a price to forgive us for a great debt that we owe. And I'm sorry, but there's nobody in our life that has done us enough wrong for it to even come up to a percentage of what we've done wrong. You know what I mean? And God says, I take this seriously. I think it's a little bit serious, right? Let's look... Um, Mark 11, 25 through 26. So don't you like Mark 11, 23 and 24, right? <clears throat> if you say it will come to pass, the mountain will move, right? But all those words are empty nothings if you're not forgiving. Forgiving is critical. It's the key to our new life in Christ. Amen? And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, does this sound like... Now, now I want to encourage us in this because, you know, um, there's some stuff that's really been done bad. Uh, you know, some of this, these things that are being done to children now are just, you know... In my mind, they're unforgivable. But aren't you, 
aren't you grateful that God is not me, you know, and, and you? Because, but what's happened to these, to these children, and, you know, we might have some people here today that have had things happen to them, that in all, I mean, logic and anything that we could give as a reason, they should not have to forgive, Right? But here's the thing that Jesus has given us with this weapon of forgiveness is no amount of psychoanalysis, no amount of figuring out who did what and taking some supplements or whatever they are that will help you to deal with that is going to fix it. Not like forgiveness will. Forgiveness will remove that weight of blame, of sin that would cause you to be bound in that the rest of your life. And, and, and that's what Jesus, he says, anyone, when you stand praying, when you're going to God, he says, anyone that's done anything to you, it doesn't matter how justifiable or how bad they are. You know, I didn't go to any movies growing up until I was like, well, I went to college. <laughs> I backslid a little bit. No, just <laughs> but but uh, yeah, I watched Star Wars over the drive-in fence, and I really felt guilty about that. But, but anyway, but here's what happened. Here's here's what happened. Don't tell anybody, but the hiding place came to town. Anybody know the hiding place? Yeah, Corey Tinboom, you know, and uh, man, I was just, it put me on my knees. I was praying. I went to that movie in the theater. No, I'm sorry, I'm being a little bit too, but but I went to the, I went to Corey Tinboom. What she said, she forgave these guards, you know, that were brutal and mean and killing people and, and doing terrible things. Why? Because the weapon that you utilize that is going towards someone else is actually tearing down the stronghold of your own soul. And there's no other way to tear that one down. You cannot care for your soul and hold unforgiveness at the same time. You have to deal with that. Okay, now, while we're saying this, we're, now, we're just looking at the necessity right now, right? Are we, are we in agreement? It's necessary? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and we'll get to how to do it, though, because we cannot take on forgiveness as a duty. We don't take on forgiveness as another thing we have to handle somehow. Or we will fail. And we'll just get more embittered. Right? And I hate them even more because I have to forgive them. It's like, you know. <laughs> oh, but if you do not forgive, neither will your father in heaven. Okay, let's let's go to uh, to Luke twenty-three, thirty-four. So this is Jesus on the cross. And I was thinking about this. Jesus was tempted all the way to his last breath. Here he is, the son of God, giving his life for people. And they're out there 
playing games for his clothes, you know, treating him like dirt. And what does he say? Father, forgive them. What was it doing? It wasn't just about them. It was about him too. What was he getting ready to do? He was getting ready to forgive all of us of our sins. And he would have been disqualified from doing that if he had not forgiven these people right in front of him. Man, he was a forgiver, wasn't he? How critical it is. What God, what God has a purpose for our life that's so, that's so critical. And he's saying, you know what? I'm calling you to, to, to be, make a difference in somebody's life. And it begins right now with that person that you are holding something against. That you have to say, I'm going to forgive them. And who's he talking to about this? He's talking to his father. Oh, this is critical too. We'll see this, okay? But it's his stealth weapon. Jesus was getting ready to forgive the world of their sins. Things that, that they're deserving of not any forgiveness. And he's, he's forgiving them preemptively. And this is a critical part of this, okay? It says, forgive them. They don't know what, it, uh, what, what they do. Okay. So, forgiveness is essential. It's, it's God's design. It's his plan for us coming towards us. But he says, it's one of your most powerful weapons you will ever have. It's the most powerful weapon you'll ever have. So you better make it not like bear spray. You better know how to use it, right? Let's just look here real quick. I, I, I want to, so a fire, you know, there's a strong, Strong's uh, um, definitions of words. But, but Thayer, I don't know how you say his name. Thayer, Thayer, how would you... British, she probably knows how to say it better than I do. Thayer, okay, is it Thayer? Okay. Uh, anyway, I, you know, he actually, actually has a much longer, I, I pulled some of these out of here, but I, I just want to go through these real quickly. What does it mean to forgive? It's to send away. Isn't that interesting? That means to get rid of it. <laughs> to let go, let alone, let be, disregard. I like that one. It's like you're not even acknowledging it. You're getting rid of it completely, right? Leave, not to discuss now. Don't you like that? So you can tell if forgiveness has taken place by what you're talking about, right? Omit, neglect. I like that. <laughs> you're not even gonna. You're not even gonna look at it at all. It's omitted from your sight. Permit, allow, not to hinder. That means you're not going to try to take control of it, right? Leave in order to go to another place. I like that one. <laughs> in order for us to get where we need to go, we got to let condemnation go, right? So we got to leave that in order to go where God wants to take us, amen? To leave so that all mutual claims are abandoned. Don't you like that? To go away leaving something behind. To leave on dying. <laughs> I like that. It, it's kind of like becoming a new creation in Christ, right? Old things have passed away. To uh, Leave so what is left may remain. 
and abandon and leave destitute. That's, that's what it's saying that forgiving is. That means you're not, you're not even going to make any kind of claim to anything anymore. You're leaving it so you can go on. <laughs> now, again, this is liberate. This is what Jesus did for us. So all these things that he could hold against us, he completely abandoned them as if dying to them. He did die to them, right? Isn't that powerful? So the enemy's weapon against us is guilt. Anybody identify with any of this? Because as, as saved as we, as, as much identified as we can be, this, these are still his attacks. And it's amazing, some of the greatest ministers that you see, how they've succumbed to these attacks. Because it's not just what has happened to us, it's what we're doing with what we have, what he's given us now, right? So his weapon against us, and, he, and the, the, the devil is like a roaring lion going about seeking whom he may devour. And how does he devour us? With guilt, with shame, and with dividing us, segregation. He wants us to be separated. And this is, the, this is what happens. We say, oh, I'm just going to stay away from those people. Because we start to hold grudges against people. It happens in church more than anywhere else. <laughs> oh, they're just a bunch of hypocrites. I'm going to stay away. What are you doing? You're forgiving them from some observation you made. Right? And you're missing out on, on what you could be providing. And that's what he always does. He, and it's actually a guilt that we're, we're holding on to. And, and, and he makes it, and he wants to turn it into somebody else's fault. That's like Cain and Abel, right? Who was wrong there? Cain was the wrong one, right? But he put the blame somewhere else. By la lacking forgiveness, he made his guilt even more. Okay. So our countermeasures then, if the enemy's weapon against us is guilt, shame, and segregation, our countermeasures our forgiveness in love. Okay? And oh, so good to hear that. Now the, all I have to do, we can leave and just forgive. And let's just look at it a little bit more, can we? <laughs> I wanna I wanna break it down to at least three things here that we can just kind of lay hold upon. Because man, we have to be doing something, don't we? We have to say, this is what I'm gonna do. And so three things I want to look at, first of all, and we've already said some of these, but I wanna but I wanna label them, okay? We must first receive. Luke 7, 47. So remember what happened. Jesus is getting ready to go to the cross. And he goes into this dinner time. And, and, uh, and this woman that has been a prostitute. Man, she has all kinds of demons. You know, that she's experienced. All this guilt. You know, isn't, isn't it sad? Some of the people in the world today, they say there's more slavery Sexual slavery today than any. This is this is a scheme of the enemy, not to just put them into. It, it, it's he's wanting to destroy their soul with guilt, like it's their fault, and they've been made to do things, you know. And this is a woman that was ensconced in that. And, and, and here's the thing: again, there might not be any of us that have experienced something like that, but sin is sin. Some, sometimes this can be magnified, and this is what happened in this story. Um, but it's a reality for all of us on some level. Satan always wants to get us in a private experience of some kind 
where we're, we're entertaining things and we know what we've done. And it, you know what the world wants to do is say it's okay. Is that me or is that some? <laughs> I, th- I thought I turned it off. Okay. Um, the world wants to say if you're doing something that's out of line, let's just say it's okay. And the problem is your soul still knows. You, you can't just trick it and say it's okay. No. And so Satan always wants to do this. We all have these things, these little things in us where he's wanting to say, okay, you're guilty of this. You're guilty of this. And, and, and we can make it about just us where it's, it's, I have to overcome this. It's my thing that I have to overcome. And God is saying, you know what? I've already forgiven you of that thing. And the way you get freedom from that is also forgiving. Part of your, your ability to get free from your own guilt is to free others from a guilt that you would put on them. Can you see that? I think that's why, why God says, you know what? You're not going to get forgiveness until you give it. It's a critical part of that. But let's look at this first of all. <clears throat> because it gives a real clue here. How do we get, how do we, this is, <laughs> it's, it's got to change our nature. And this is what I believe, you know, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. I believe this is one of the most critical things that needs to pass away is a judgmental inability to forgive all the time. And I believe we need the Holy Spirit to help us to see. Is my, is, are the words that are fixing to come out of my mouth judgmental towards somebody, even though they might be true? Even though it might sound like just an observation. No. Is it something that's causing me to be able to hold unforgiveness towards them? To allow them to stay in that state? Or is it mercy? Okay. So he's talking about this, this lady that came. Remember she, she broke open this alabaster box. And, and it was so expensive and, and everything. And his, his disciples are saying, man, that's a waste. And, and he says, you don't understand what's going on in her soul. And he says this. Therefore, her sins, and they are many, are forgiven. Because she's pouring herself. Here's what has to happen. This is where forgiveness begins, at the feet of Jesus. At the feet of Jesus. Thank God. It, it, it needs to overwhelm us. We, we, we need to cry. We need to say, God, I, I'm, and, and this doesn't, shouldn't get old. It should be something that we're drawn into more and more in our relationship with God, where we, we sense this more. God, thank you for saving me 25 years ago, but thank you for now. Yes. It's just as real right now. Because the ability to be forgiven enables the ability, the ability to forgive. And it's critical. For she loved me much. But one who is forgiven little shows little love. Love is the key. It's the thing that's going to be the ability. But forgiveness is what awakens love. What enriches love. And causes it to be able to be effective. Can you see that? So there needs to be this this going to God... Man, we got to get out our weapons and practice them. 
We have to keep them clean. <laughs> you know, somebody like Larry, he's got his armor, uh, armory over there, and you don't see any of his guns that are dirty. They're all clean. Why? Because he understands that for them to be using, uh, useful, when you want to be able to use them when <laughs> at the time of need, they better be clean. They better be functioning. You better have the right ammo, the right size. It better be working, right? She loved me much, but one who is forgiven little shows little love. And he said to her, your sins are forgiven. Jesus did, and, they, and man, they started saying, man, how can he forgive sins? Well, let's look here. Actually, I don't know if I've got it in here. He actually tells us that this is something that we've been given in our new creation in Christ, is the ability to forgive. We're supposed to do the same thing. Amen? Amen. Your sins are forgiven. So the first thing is, and I want to encourage us in this. Let's make, I just love spending time with, with the Father, just enjoying him. But there needs to be, and I encourage us on a daily basis. How many know that if you don't do some physical movement on a daily basis, things are just going to stop moving? You know, you just, you have to be doing these things on a regular basis just to be functioning. We have to be doing this with the Father. That's why we sing, your mercies are new every morning. That's why we get excited about that. We get emotional about it. Man, this is so amazing, God. I don't even deserve to be in your presence. I know yesterday I said this to you, but today it's even greater, right? Why? Because I'm going to need to have an adjustment in how I see things being done against me. I'm going to be able to have to reciprocate. This is not optional. God says, sees this as essential. And so I'm going to have to give some attention to this. First of all, I'm going to have to get excited about the one that's forgiven me, right? And then I'm going to have to get preemptive. Now, I think this is so important. When did God forgive us? Before we did anything. We're going to have to start practicing saying, God, I'm committed today to being a forgiver. In fact, before anybody does anything to me, I forgive them. Why? Because I'm in your presence and you make me able to. Because I can't do it on my own. Right? But this is something that you promised me that I can do. And if you told me to forgive, then you're going to enable me to forgive. And I'm going to get that ability from you. You didn't tell me to go do this on my own. I'm doing it because I'm at your feet right now. Amen? Because it's going to have to be like that lady. It's going to have to be something in my soul that enables me to forgive. And I get it at your feet right now. Amen? There's people in our life today that the key to them knowing God is our forgiveness of them because it will change how we approach them. Amen? All right. So I went backwards and I'm going to go forwards again. Um, it requires preemptive sacrifice. Romans 5, 8. But God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Man, it's so easy for us to say, if they would only just be nice to me, if they'd only ask forgiveness, I would forgive them. And that's not how forgiveness happens. Forgiveness happens the same way God gives it to us. By love, and, and that happens before anything is done right. <laughs> Amen? 
So, this is what we get from it. Uh, John 15, 13 also. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. Now, what I called the second one was it requires preemptive sacrifice. So it's going to be something that we do intentionally ahead of time. But here's part of it that, that I want to emphasize in this. So this is kind of a twofer on this one. Is you do not have forgiveness without sacrifice. There must be a laying down of how I feel about something. Right? And there, there has to be a determination that I'm not going to make somebody my enemy anymore. Aren't you glad that God does this for us? He doesn't say I'm against anybody. He says everybody's my friend. Because I'm laying my life down for them. There has to be this attitude before God. That Jesus you laid down your life for me. I'm at your feet right now. And I'm determined this day. When, some, when I encounter something where I would be tempted to not forgive. I'm going to take on your heart right now. Help me with this. Holy Spirit, help me with this. Amen? This is critical. Because <laughs> we're going to get beat up. The one that's getting beat up the most with unforgiveness is us. Because somebody else won't. That's why it's, it's, a, it's a, a stealth weapon. <laughs> because nobody else is going to know this is happening. It's us doing it. And it's God's most powerful weapon being utilized by us. All right, one more here. Are you good? Yes. All right. Second Corinthians. This is something that, that I've, man, I've really been impressed on this. So that you cannot forgive and not be, if, if you're going to lay down your life for somebody, that means you're, you're giving up how you feel about something. You're letting that be a sacrifice. You're running away from it. <laughs> you're letting go of it, right? If you're going to do that now, You've actually made a connection with this forgiveness that you're not done yet until they're restored, until they're reconciled. I don't think you're fully forgiving somebody. It doesn't mean you have to get into a relationship with them because they might not want to right away, you know. But you have a commitment, and I believe this is part of God's commitment towards us in forgiveness. He didn't just say, I forgive you. I hope you may get along okay. No, he made all the provision for us to be reconciled. Amen? And if I can believe that I've been redeemed and I've been restored unto God, that has to be a part of my forgiveness process towards somebody that doesn't deserve it at all. Amen? And our greatest experience of receiving it is not just in the reception. It's in the impartation of the very same thing. It becomes alive. When you begin to impart this. Man, this is, this is too hard, isn't it? But it's real. This is what forgiveness is. Let me just read this real quick. 2 Corinthians 5.17. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone. A new life has begun. And all of this is a gift from God who brought us back to himself through Christ. And God has given us. Given who? This task of reconciling people to God. If that's our task, it's going to be a part of forgiveness because you can't reconcile somebody to God that you hold unforgiveness towards. Can you see that? 
This will have to go together. And I, I believe it's the critical part of it that makes it, actually it feeds our own soul. Well, when now instead of feeling hurt, offended, and condemned myself in the process, wanting the worst for this person, now I get, now I'm on God's side. I think this is one of the most critical things. When we're on, we're on an unforgiveness side, whose side are we on? We're, we're against God. We're on the side of the devil. And there's no way we can be blessed. Right? But man, we become a new creation in Christ. We get on God's side. And now what we're about, and this doesn't, this doesn't just say reconciling people who are really nice and, and, and have good breath and, and you know, comb their hair. And, no, no, it's people that the world would detest that we would naturally maybe. People close to us, people far away from us. People on the other side of the political aisle from us. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right? But it becomes our task in forgiveness. And again, we see this is critical. This is not optional. It's critical that we get on the side of God speaking life into them. Saying who God says they are. Amen? And, and we become active in that? Can you see how it, it enables the life of God to them and in the process to us? We do not grow up as disciples of Christ without forgiveness, right? For God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, no longer counting people's sins against them, and he gave us this wonderful message of reconciliation. Isn't that good? We can do this. We're equipped. We're enabled. We have the weapon of forgiveness. How many have that right now? You have that weapon. So what are the three parts? You have to receive it, right? All right. You have the preemptive sacrifice, and then you're now on a mission, right, of reconciliation. These three parts at least... And God's here to help us with all of these. But man, we have to be active in these, don't we? Can we see this as something that, man, this is my, what have I been doing up until now? Right? <laughs> Hallelujah. And this, we get this understanding of it ourselves, and we see what God is doing to us every morning. Aren't you glad he doesn't take a break? Right? And he said, I don't want you to take a break either. Let's do this together. Let's be about our father's business. Amen. And it will be for his glory.